0: Thank <laughs> you. And welcome, this is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate,
1: Captain Patrick Barry the Boater, Mike the Mariner, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information on this holiday weekend. Remember, give the gift of boating. Uh, It's the perfect gift for the, you know, the boat enthusiast on your list, even if they're not into it. Just give them a boat ride, a certificate uh, for a free ride on your boat. It'd be the perfect gift, always the right color, fits every time, and, uh, you know. Yeah, we're just here to remind you of that uh, very simple fact that could make your holiday shop shopping uh, just a little bit more pleasant uh, during this season. All right, so uh, we've talked about this before. Uh, there's there's uh, some scuttlebutt online. Uh, the boating industry is, I don't know, they find themselves at the end of the year in a in a hizzy. Uh, is that right? Is that what you how you term it there, uh, Mike, uh, the Mariner? Uh, tizzy Uh, they're having a hissy fit online uh the nmma has put out a bunch of online stuff i mean they're they're freaking out because there's a uh, proposal about uh limiting boats from what 35 to 65 feet and putting a speed limit on it in federal waters it's a proposal that's been put out there to save the right whale and uh, we did talk about this i don't know a couple weeks ago but it seems to be coming to a head, especially when you look online this week, because yeah, the fishing uh, community, the boating community has really come out full force trying to educate everybody of what this potentially means. Now, it uh, could potentially hurt the boating industry overall. I mean, I'm seeing figures of like $50 billion could be uh, spent trying to accommodate this rule. I mean, I you know, I don't know where all the facts right. are on this. But uh, yeah. but it seems, uh, as we mentioned before, that uh, it's a little government overreach. Maybe Mike, I'll let you have the floor first. What do you think?
2: Well, well, if think about this, the the, uh, the entire east coast of the United States, from Florida to Maine, in some areas out to a hundred miles, yeah, could be speed limit to ten knots. Right. And that is an all of those waters for about seven months out of the year uh, in some of those areas. I think they're varying the, the locations, but think about it if you're a, say, a sport fishing charter that uh, that goes out uh, for tuna or marlin, and you typically run 20 to 25 miles out to sea to go uh, take your charters out for their fishing day. Yeah. You, you, you literally business you cannot do
1: that anymore yeah it's kind of nuts it seems a little bit extreme to me barry uh the boater what say you
3: well i'm looking at the map and it's not all of florida it ends at uh, titusville around the cape area uh and it goes out from i guess where federal waters uh, start to about 100 miles and then it goes all the way up to where is that massachusetts so i got yeah, a picture the, of the map here Well, that's pretty much but, the east coast and it's, there it's <laughs> It's the East Coast there, but it 's not all of South Florida first uh, second of all it's during certain times of the year. There are five different proposals that they were going through when they created this document back in July. Uh, people have had a chance till September thirtieth to uh, put their input into it and so far, I looked at the uh the register the uh where all the rules are what do they call it something register. I'll, I'll, the Federal Register, and nothing's happened to it since then at this point. And this document was updated as of 12-17-2022 at 12.15 p.m. Okay. That's the, uh, so.
1: Well, so, so what do you you don't think there's a, this is a big issue, it sounds like? Is, no, I didn't to...
3: say it's not a big issue. I'm just saying that, you know, you don't pull the fire alarm until you actually see a fire. Well, uh, or you try to keep it an issue. from...
1: Uh, the fire from starting. I think that's why the NMA has been launching a campaign. Well, uh, it, just one organization it, for boating,
3: uh, right? And there was Viking. Lot. I read about. I read about Viking, which apparently most of their fishing boats run within that portion of thirty-five to sixty-five feet, so it right. would affect them. And they're used for offshore fishing. So yeah. I'm not disagreeing that it could really hurt um, boaters, but I think before someone you know, pulls the alarm, you really need to read the document, read what they've done so far, and then look at both sides of the story, and, and you come up with a compromise if you need to. Uh, but until it gets passed, and, I mean, if it doesn't get passed this year, you know, next year things are going to be different in Congress, so who knows what will happen then. Mm.
4: But Patrick, what say you? Um. Well, the one reason why we, we talked about it back when it first came out was because there was a period of uh, where the public could submit uh, comment Mm -hmm. on the proposal. So if anybody uh, feels that this is not a good thing, uh, I think we kind of gave fair warning that this was coming and here's the process for going and making your voice heard. And at this point, if uh, you feel that this is not a good thing, reach out to your elected representative and... Make your voice heard. You know, I personally, I don't think this is a bad thing. I don't think it's going to keep anybody from boating. I don't think it's going to put anybody out of business, even charter boats. It's going to take them a little bit longer to get out to where they need to go. But it is all manageable. And as Barry said, it's not a complete shutdown. It's not the entire East Coast. It's not 12 months, you know, from January to December. We have to. After what? Boaters being some of the most ardent conservationists out there. This is something that we need to do to protect the life that's out in the ocean. And this is something that the right whales are vital to the ecosystem out in the ocean. We don't want to. Nobody wants kill to kill whales. Us, I think uh, of we all agree season. with that. Yeah. Uh, Mike, what do you so, think, Mike?
2: Well, I think I. I can you hear me? Yeah. Go I, ahead. I think the, the issue. The issue is this is, in my opinion, a massive overreach. I mean, limiting boats to ten knots for hundred miles offshore for the majority of. The entire eastern seaboard of the United States is absolutely going to negatively affect the boating industry. Yeah. You, you say it a little bit longer, but the difference between 10 knots and 22 or 23 knots for a fishing boat going out to the fishing grounds is massive.
1: Right. So That's a day trip about. versus a <laughs> two day trip now.
2: Potentially. It's doubling the time it takes to get out there. And mm-hmm. most boats between 35. And 65 feet can cruise, unless it's a trawler. Can can cruise in the 20s, right? If you're limited to 10 knots, um, it's uh, it at it, 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 a it adds to your trip. B you're not using the boat for the purpose it was designed because you're not on plane. You're on di- at displacement speeds. For a boat like mine is uh, is a I have a planing hull. Yeah. So I'd be basically using it like a trawler mm-hmm. uh, for the entire seaboard of the United States. And a, a sport fish like a Viking that, that can cruise at 30, 35 knots, um, it, it's just uh, it, it's going to affect us in ways that people haven't predicted yeah. yet. You kind of
1: have to wonder how many people actually take their uh, boat in that size range and go further off than 100 miles offshore. Probably not a lot. I'm guessing the majority of people stay closer to shore in that regard, in that uh, in that size frame too. So if they're limited to ten knots, it's like why have any power uh, more than that? Uh, there's really not much need for it. And then so they so they got all this extra juice that they've paid for that they're not going to be able to you know use. And uh, I, I did look at the rule proposal, and even according to their own statistics, they're saying this could affect the boating industry upwards of fifty billion dollars uh, from this rule. Now that that's their own, you know, proposal is 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 in there. Now, even if it was less than that, that seems like a heck of a lot of money uh, to me. But uh, we'll continue this conversation because I, I just wonder, you know, if it's that much money. And there's about 300, 350 right whales. Maybe they put trackers on all of them for less than 50, Bill. What do you think? Is that an idea? I don't know. We'll solve the world's problems next.
0: You're listening to the World of Boating
1: Radio Network.
0: You have successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the water. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. Sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. There's something
1: swell about the spirit of Christmas to see what it does to people, all kinds of
0: people. When you hear bells, When you hear bells are ringing and voices swell With all the carols singing, that's how you tell It's time to do the Christmas cha-cha-cha Cha-cha-cha Christmas cha-cha-cha I don't need anything more for Christmas than this right here
1: if you say so, this is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater, Mike, the mariner, rounding out the crew. All right. Well, um, you know, as far as this potential speed limit for boaters along the East Coast, we'll have to see where it goes. I, I don't know if there could come up if they could come up with a better solution than just closing it off to uh, all the boaters, hundred miles offshore, thirty-five to sixty-five feet. Uh, to protect the right whale. When when you look at all the data too, I'll just say you know they're basing this on like yeah, it looks like I'm oversimplifying the numbers, but it looks like there's a a boating incident with a right whale about once a year, uh, according to the numbers he said on that. How many rule.
3: whales? Once many a year, if you just do the numbers, to, how how about many 350. That's they, what they think. 350 right. around the world, and did they and they don't multiply very quickly, not well, like us.
1: I, I agree. So 350 <laughs> whales. <laughs> Uh, you got $50 billion uh, potentially affecting the boating industry. Why don't you Potential. take $20 billion and use it to set up trackers on each one of those thir- th- 350 whales and then put or them up on their GPS pipe. or so they can avoid them as opposed to just shut it down. They,
3: How's they that? could pipe in Barry White music during mating season.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but what about that? Just track the 350 whales. And put it up. Figure out some. Where's Elon Musk when we need him? Maybe he could solve this problem oh, and make he's everybody a busy happy. Right now. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he's a little maybe. busy he's with his Twitter. Big.
2: He's got a few things on his plate. Right? Yeah,
1: it could be. You know, but you know, look, it'd just be one more thing he could do. Uh, you know, and, and like say he's he's kind of a busy guy, but he's always taking on new projects. So maybe this could be one. Save the whales and make the boaters happy too. I don't know. It's just no. an idea. It just seems kind of extreme to me, but uh we will have to wait and see uh where this goes and and how the boating industry fares fares in this uh, uh potential you know proposal so moving right. on uh captain patrick has been uh monitoring our uh, world of boating facebook news do we have some stuff we got to do uh in, in that regard or alert people to our you know our passengers what do you think patrick
4: yeah we've got news but i just wanted to leave the uh Right whale story with this particular comment. Okay. Okay. Um, the restrictions that have been enacted, uh, especially here in Florida with manatees, right, did not kill the boating industry, did not kill commercial fishing, did not kill anyone's livelihood. So I think everybody just needs to take a deep, deep breath. Again, contact your local, rep- your elected representative uh make your voice heard uh put together a a a, a group a coalition however you want and yep. and if you feel strongly about it then let them know but this thing where it's going to be the the death of this and the death of that is is well, it's a little don't different don't, too. The manatees are a, are one.
1: zones, not necessarily an entire East Coast shut down. But Mike, the Mariner, what do you think?
2: <laughs> this is, this is who's laughing.
1: What? What's funny about that? No. It's have the you truth. Been on the
2: Intracoastal lately? Uh, yeah, I know. I have. This, this is exponentially it's, more impactful yeah. than, than the manatee.
1: How so? What What do you think, Mike? Well,
2: the, the, the manatee restrictions. In place are nowhere near as far-reaching as this. Well,
1: that's this what is like I said. Yeah,
2: loss of the ocean we're talking about, not your mm-hmm. inter- coastal waterway. Right, it, it, it's, 100 offshore, it's now, a hundred miles offshore,
1: Barry. It's a little know. different than then their coastal yeah. being yeah. put yeah. up yeah, with speed limits. Of- but,
4: but if I'm running a fishing charter on the St. Johns and I I'm, I'm based out of where Mike is out on Lake Monroe, and I got to get up to uh, Lake George. Uh, back in the day, I could make that run in about thirty minutes. You right. know, now it now it's a three hour run up the river. To or they to go out high high. of the intercoastal <laughs> and go up the there coast. Are only,
2: <laughs> there are only three manatee zones between here and Lake George.
4: This I, I this understand, but you're on, you're on plane, you're off plane, you're on plane, you're off plane. Yeah. Plus, they've got speed restrictions on top of the manatee zones. It's well. twenty
2: five miles an hour. River, correct. Yeah. Uh, in the areas where you're not in the manatee zone, there's three manatee zones. The longest one is two and a half miles long. We're not talking about that. We're talking about a restriction that puts a 10 knot limit from Florida to Massachusetts. Not all yeah. of Florida. <laughs> not all of Florida, but all the way down to the Cape. That's I mean, pretty that's extreme. From Cape Town. Can- Cape Canaveral, North to Massachusetts, ten knot speed limit. Right, it, it would that, be that, that is certain that times is totally different than the management. seven months of the out of the year, Barry, and it
3: would roll out. It's a lot. Yeah, I noticed part of it's in the winter. I don't know who would want to go out during that time of year. Well, right out there. Most I don't most know. Recreational
4: boaters aren't going that far off the the East Coast, except for these guys.
1: Yeah. Okay. Except
4: for Kevin Hyde and Joe Dimisasso yeah. who, <laughs> who left left Oregon Inlet, North Carolina, to sail for Jupiter, Florida. Uh-oh. Uh,
3: um, want to guess where they were found? <laughs> uh, well, wait, they were heading south, but they're in the intracoastal, right? Oh no. No, no. Wait. wait, wait. They, were,
2: they... they they were offshore. Oh, they must have been off like North Carolina or something then. Okay. Way mm-hmm. north. They must have gone way north.
3: Yeah, but they were heading from north to south, right? They they, they were found I think I believe they were
4: missing almost like ten days. Yeah. Oh, they, I heard they were found two hundred and fourteen miles east of Delaware. Oh my god! Uh, mm. <laughs> well, that's I didn't that's say slightly off of course. course so. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> and, a myth. And And here's my thing: I I don't believe these guys actually know how to sail because I think from what I read they were relying on engine power. And I think they had a problem with the engine, or it ran out of fuel. And apparently, n- neither of them knew how to hoist the sail because you're oh on a sailboat. <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay. So, what's yeah. the moral of that story? Uh, Top off your tank before you leave. <laughs> uh, stick stick to the coastal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, have a, have an
4: idea of what you're doing. Better, better yet, hopefully, you filed the float plan. Two, you've got communication equipment that can send out a distress signal to where, by the grace of God, this this tanker found them because they were part of. They of course everybody's alerted all commercial traffic, um, uh, private vessels be on the lookout. You know, and and this this tanker actually spotted them and was able to uh, rescue these two guys and I think a couple of their dogs or something like that. So. Uh, one more reason not to go that far offshore. Okay. Unless you know what you're doing.
1: Well, yeah. And, and what, the tanker take out two right whales on the way to pick them up? <laughs> no.
4: hey, too soon? Hey. Too soon? Okay. No, no, sorry. Too soon. <laughs> 15 manatees, though. Oh, of yeah. course.
1: Of course. Well, there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. So um, don't, uh, don't be those guys. You know? Get
4: yeah, the proper don't be those
1: training. guys. And uh, so, so you don't end up, uh, you know, like living out a real-life adventure of Gilligan's Island. I mean, they're luckily they were they were found. <laughs>
3: Three-hour tour.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. All right. Now I would imagine we yeah, got, a you got a few other sailboat,
4: know how to sail.
1: Yeah. News nuggets to share with our uh, passenger today. Uh, give us a little tease of what's coming up there, Patrick, because we're almost out of time for this segment. What do we got? What do you
4: think? Uh, we got a near miss, and we've got uh, a story about word play. Okay,
1: wordplay. Okay, wordplay, wordplay like wordle uh, for world of boating. Uh, no,
4: not like Wordle. I want I want to get your guys' definition when I say put these two words together. What okay. comes to mind? Okay, oh, that's
0: nice. To the World of Boating Radio Network.
4: Traffic sucks unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott.
0: Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than fifty
1: psi left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths.
4: Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase.
1: One bullet hit the jeep's windshield, spider-webbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious.
0: Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com.
1: Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldoboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. Mm
0: successfully Navigated the Sea of Commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the one. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I wonder what I got for Christmas? The hmm. crushed soul. The seasons upon us. It's that time of year. Grandy and eggnog. There's plenty of cheer. There's lights on the trees, and there's reefs to be hung. There's mischief and mayhem, and songs to be sung. Some families are messed up, while others are fine. If you think yours is crazy, well,
1: you should see mine. Oh, that hits a little close to home for the world of boating crew. I am Greg, your first mate, uh, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater. And uh, Mike the Mariner rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information on this holiday weekend. See, hopefully you're given the gift of boating. Once again, we're here to remind you that uh, every uh, Saturday leading up to the big day. And, uh, you know, even after, you know, give the gift of boating. It's uh, the gift that's always the right color, right size, and it keeps on giving throughout the year. All right, so uh, boating news and information, we got a few little uh, news nuggets that we can share with our passengers. Do we not, Patrick?
4: We do. Uh, when I say massive yacht, what comes to mind?
1: Wait, what? Say that again?
4: What kind of yacht? 200 foot or bigger. Oh, mega yacht. When I, no, what? massive yacht. Massive yacht. What, yeah. what comes to mind when I say massive yacht? First, Small first impression, what comes wiener. to Small wiener.
1: <laughs> no. Okay. Maybe not.
3: Uh, I, I would say something around 200 foot, but that would yeah. be mega, Yeah, 200 so foot
1: plus. Sure. I'm going to go with that, too.
3: Uh, all right. You guys
4: are way off. What? According to who? According to Local 10, ABC News down in uh, Palm Beach area. Fake news. Mass...
3: Massive yacht demolished after washing oh, up on Pompano Beach. That one? Oh jeez. Uh, that thing's been sitting out there for since the uh storm brought it in. I understand. Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. Massive. Uh, it's well, fifty foot.
4: Yeah. A fifty, 50 foot
1: footer. Yeah, I, you know it's so, all perspective, so. I guess. You know. If you have Barry seventeen foot so uh triumph, I mean, you know, a fifty foot boat but would be a massive yacht. So I uh you well, know Well they
4: always look bigger out of the water.
1: <laughs> okay.
4: Out of the no, actually well. they but
1: they, my- look, they look uh, bigger underwater. Actually, that's a scientific fact. Now, well, we got? Yeah,
4: we got a story about that too coming up. Okay, uh, Mike, how for as a reminder to our uh our listeners, how big is your massive yacht?
2: <laughs> it's a uh, Silverton thirty nine.
4: Thirty nine. Okay, so not okay, so not massive.
1: It's not massive, but uh, it's just below massive.
3: It's medium yacht. Just below massive. You know, if Jerry had been smart, he would have come down here with his pick-em-up truck and towed that thing back in the water and had himself a boat that he wanted. Oh, yeah, Jerry the diver you, guy who was looking for a boat. Yeah, okay. I don't think yeah. he'd want that thing after uh, sitting up on the beach like that. Right. Someone, someone wrote SS Minnow on it. Well. Oh, my I dad. kid you not, they put SS Minnow on the back of the boat on this aft end.
1: Kind of uh, appropriate, possibly, in that regard. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's it's all perspective. So they called it a massive yacht, and uh, Patrick was like, eh, "You guys are kind of nuts." No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, massive yacht. I guess too. I mean, two hundred foot and above, I would put in the super yacht category. So I guess if you made super yacht, uh, a a measurement, I'd put two hundred foot and, and maybe massive yacht, maybe fifty to two hundred. You think that's fair, Barry? This what do you, Barry? I'll go with you. What do you, does well, that
3: sound I, I, reasonable? I'm, I'm, well, actually, I'm sure there's some kind of rule, and Patrick would know what considers to be a yacht. Oh, no, a, no, there's, there's no there's rule, no rule. It. it's very subjective.
4: Here, all
1: right,
3: yeah, uh, oh. no, 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 it is not
4: subjective. Um, here's what happens for boat builders when they do their certifications through the NMMA and the Coast Guard. So, those BIA plates, boat information plates that get attached to the Mm boats designate capacity, Mm -hmm. okay? Yeah. Um, You would be surprised, because I think we've mentioned this on air before, you will find boats in the 24-foot range that have yacht certification.
1: Okay. Okay. So they could still be under the massive yacht category. Uh, but I'm saying if you get into if you if you refer to a boat as a super yacht, I think thinking uh, it's over 200 foot or maybe even 150, I might even I might put it right there.
3: Yeah,
2: so yeah. super yacht objective rating. It's a it is yacht or it's
3: not. Uh, well, so, so then you have super yacht. Yeah, mega yacht. What I mean, what is the biggest yacht uh, of them all?
4: Uh, no not not. Well, according to Greg, it's every cruise ship he goes on. He doesn't.
3: <laughs> he doesn't tell people he's going on a cruise
4: ship. He goes. I'm going on a mega yacht. Well, there's uh, a <laughs> yeah. there's mega yacht, and then there's cruise
1: ship. Yeah, I don't know what the official uh, footage uh, number would yeah, be, but we, but, we've but we've I think discussed- it's all very <laughs> subjective, uh, isn't it? There's no <laughs> official designation of what makes them a super yacht from a legality or manufacturer standpoint. Is there, Patrick? Yeah.
4: No, it's it's merely boasting rights, and it's a moving target. We we've discussed yeah. this before. <laughs> there there's there's no uh, you're not going to find. My boat has been constructed and it has a rating of super yacht because that's <laughs> <Right>. absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah,
1: but I, I think if, if you but, went to the Fort Lauderdale Boat Show, uh, I think most of the people in attendance there would say, okay, if it's over 150, that counts as like a super yacht and that's in the super yacht category. But then the 50 to 150 range, uh, you you could put massive yacht on there or big yacht depending on what it, you know you want to. You could add some flurry Mike, there.
2: Mike, bro, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, but my uh, my old Sea Ray two ninety, you know, twenty nine foot Sea Ray had a yacht certification. So it right. Was, uh,
3: yeah, but not uh, massive yacht. yacht. But, but
2: it was, <laughs> no, but it was a. It was really a boat. Yeah, yeah. And, and does and, it have
3: anything uh, to do with weight or displacement? Yes. Then?
4: Uh, uh, what, what 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 happens is, is when you have a capacity plate. Uh, You're going to be, it'll show how many passengers and or weight the boat has been rated to carry. When it attains yacht certification, it is left up to the discretion of the owner or the captain of the vessel as to how many people they can safely put aboard along with
3: gear and operate that vessel in a safe manner. Yeah, so, so that doesn't they don't put mean, a maximum capacity of people,
1: right? Well, and there's no uh, level of uh, the amount of people it can carry that means it can be designated officially as a yacht. Oh, once again, you, you just said it, it's uh, it's up to the owner. Yeah, you know, if they want to bragging rights, when like, it, yeah, when I got that,
4: a, so I got a twenty three foot yacht. You're welcome. That's right. <laughs> and and uh, uh, technically, you could put. 50 people on that boat, and the Coast Guard stops you for overloading, Yeah, they probably still get you for unsafe operation, but you'd be like, <laughs> hey, my boat is yacht certified, sir,
3: <laughs> it's, and there's no capacity. It's mm-hmm. Six inches of yeah, water but
4: line
3: you better left. I'm going to go take Surprise out and have her recertified as a yacht.
1: Yeah. Well, you don't <laughs> have to do anything. You just have to officially designate it yourself. And then when you say, well, does he? Is that, that's not official either, is it? It doesn't have to have a head in order to be called a, Barry could call his 17 foot Triumph a yacht and he could tell us uh, right there at the dock, Hey, welcome aboard my yacht. And then as soon as he walked away, we'd laugh like little school children going, he's an (laughs) idiot. This isn't a yacht, but uh, let him have his moment.
4: no, it does not have to have a head, does not have to have a galley. It's merely the certification that the
1: you just the have to have a delusional captain <laughs> or boat owner uh, to do it. It's,
4: I, it's what the boat manufacturer, the yacht builder, what certification they have attained yeah. for that particular model.
1: Cool. Well, and plus, I would imagine, you know, uh, you know, if it's over fifty foot, the the giggles will start to subside. Uh, are you guys with me on that? As it as it goes There's up in length,
4: on the two hundred and fifty footer. Well, yeah. then you're talking about, you know,
1: super yacht and, you know, mega. Well, because super yacht. that
4: 50 footer is merely the chase boat.
3: Yeah. Right. It's and the dinghy. The, uh, surprise, is just a dinghy. Oh, no, surprise is the dinghy. Oh, I didn't hear that.
1: He called it a yacht, but it was the, the yacht dinghy of the other yacht. That's what he meant. Yeah. Yeah. All right. More coming up on The World of Boating.
0: You're listening to The World of Boating Radio Network. that's right. Sounds of laughter and good cheer. To the folks at Preparation age. <laughs> it means a time to pause for a few, a few moments.
1: <laughs> this is the World Boating. You're welcome and we apologize at the same time, but it is the holiday season which allows us to play annoying songs like that. Uh, to get you in the mood for um, going to the restroom or the holidays, depending on your perspective. <laughs> I am uh, Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater, Mike the mariner, rounding out the crew. All right. Uh, what else do we have to share with our passengers today on this holiday weekend there, Patrick? What do you think?
4: Well, I actually got a story here, Greg, that uh, I think you will actually be interested in. And we can get some insight from you. First time ever.
1: Okay, go. Hit me. Pretty much. Yeah.
4: Okay. A scuba diver out in Hawaii uh, was able to record a near miss with a boat. All right. Uh, Chris, Christopher Lastra. Chris Kringle. Was Got fish- it. Okay. Yeah. Was spearfishing off Magic Island and returned to the surface to find himself directly in the path of an oncoming boat approaching at high speed. And mm. if you want to see this video, go to worldtheboating.com or like us on Facebook. Check us out on Facebook because it is posted there. And it is frightening. I'm sure Um, he was able to he was able to move out of the way and avoid injury with only his flipper being damaged by the vessel's propeller, which that is a that is a that that's pretty much a strike. I'm going to call that a boat strike. Um, However, there's more to the story. And this is where I want your input, Greg. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lastra admitted the close call was his own fault as he was diving without a buoy or a flag to mark his location. Yep. Bad move. Yeah. Right. Bad move. Really. Mm-hmm. I should have had a buoy out there. I knew the law, and I just decided not to bring it. Mm. Wow. So, so for our listeners, Greg, so we know what to look for when we're out on the water. Uh, what What is the market difference between a buoy and a flag when it comes to divers marking your location?
1: Well, it shouldn't be any difference because a buoy should have a dive flag on it if you are diving. Uh, and I think it has to be, a, what, a minimum of 18 inches? Uh, yeah. square uh, at the moment. And they're yeah. actually looking at updating that to make it even bigger and uh, forcing the dive flags to be made differently and more visible um, uh, and that kind of thing, especially in the state of Florida. There's some potential legislation coming down, the, uh, coming down the pike here next year, so we'll see where that goes. So, you know, most divers, I mean, this is kind of diving 101 type stuff. Barry will back me up on this. I mean, this is one of the Absolutely. first things you learn When you're uh, out diving by yourself, uh, uh, you know, along the coast especially, whether it's Florida, California, Hawaii, doesn't matter. Anywhere in the world, if you're diving without a dive flag, you are uh, playing Russian roulette. Even the dogs agree, you know? See? Even the dogs.
3: (laughs) Yeah. You really need to have a dive flag. Yeah. Uh, You're out there in the morning and you see a a one-foot square dive flag that's only about... A foot and a half or two feet off the water—it's hard to see in the morning.
1: It, it is, uh, you know, even
3: and, with a dive yeah. flag,
1: you still should be uh diving with your head on a swivel when you come back to the surface, especially if you're in any kind mm-hmm. of boating lane. And I've had it happen before, where a boat came way too close for my comfort. Yeah, when I was in the
4: islands. Yeah, of the you Caribbean. were
3: underwater one time when I took you out. <laughs> Yes. Well, I, that's well, usually what ship, I do when I dive. A ship wanted to go underneath you. Yeah. <laughs> how,
4: how many passes before you missed them, Barry?
3: <laughs> oh, not me. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, oh, I, I had a discussion with the Coast Guard over that one.
1: All right. Uh, a oh, yeah. ship. Yeah.
2: Well,
3: I'd say also the, when you're diving.
1: Yeah. Go ahead, Mike. What? When, also, when, when you're,
2: you're diving. Yeah. If You want to listen for? You want to You can hear a boat. You you can,
1: but here's the problem. You know, sound underwater uh, is very difficult to tell the direction. So if you hear any boating engines uh, at all going, Mm -hmm. uh, you can hear them far off. You should definitely have your head on a swivel. I'll I'll tell you, my closest call was in the island off, uh, diving off the island of Saba. And this is a pretty remote island. And uh, sure enough, we were diving off the coast in a fairly remote area uh, off the island of Saba. And um uh, all of a sudden, we were coming up and doing our surface interval of about 15 feet, and I, I, I'm i hearing uh, the motors, but I'm looking around, and I'm like, golly, where is that coming from? Because you can't tell, and sure enough, as soon as I start looking around, this thing goes right over our heads, and if we would have went up just another five feet, we could have been taken out. So I mean they you know, they're they're zipping through areas, you know, whether you have a dive flag or not, depending on where you are in the world. So even if you do have a dive flag, it may not matter because the boater may not understand what that dive flag even means. Or they're just oblivious to it or not paying attention or whatever. So look,
4: somebody's listening to Van Halen out on the water. Diver down, yay <laughs>
1: Don't get it. Don't get it at all. But uh but yeah. <laughs> it's uh you know it, it's you got to take personal responsibility when you're diving to a certain yeah. extent too and it's all about education yeah. and things like that when you uh learn how to uh scuba dive but you know if you you use some common sense you can keep yourself out of trouble i mean the guy admitted it he was kind of a yeah. dope yeah. for diving without a flag or a buoy that's just you know, you're asking for trouble when you do stuff like that. So at least he was, you know, good enough to admit it that he made a bonehead mistake and it almost cost him his life. So yeah, uh, if
4: there's any any better education out there than that video, uh, you know that that should be something I would think that uh, anybody doing any type of dive certification would probably want to use. You know, as part of it, look, this is what happens.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, the better video happen. is just showing the accidents afterwards. And what the boat does to the people. Uh, no, 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 no. It's like scared straight type stuff, you know? So, Well, no,
4: Greg, you actually want people to dive. <laughs> you know? Well. That, that might actually keep them out of the water.
1: I don't know. I mean, but once again, it, it, to me, it's like common sense. It's like If you're trained properly, you should know better to do that. But people are going to do dumb things. There ain't no doubt, you know? And uh, hopefully we'll weed those people out over time and they don't screw it up for the rest yeah. of us in the meantime, but we'll
4: Yeah. Yeah. What else we and got, move, Patrick? Moving out, moving out to Las Vegas. I'm not moving out. The news story is going moving out to Las Vegas. Lake Mead boaters have taken frustrations about a potential launch closures. They organized this big 30 boat rally out on the Las Vegas strip <laughs> because they're upset about um, these uh, potential ramp closings out on Lake Mead due to the historic water levels. Uh, the lake being... Uh, Very, very extremely low. So around 30 boats and jet skis were pulled by cars down the Las Vegas Strip in an effort to bring awareness to potential changes to the National Park Service, uh, lowering uh, due to the water levels. Uh, Here's the thing, though. These drivers at times would stop traffic while encouraging pedestrians and other cars to look at the signs attached to their windows. (laughs) You're not winning any friends there, folks. No,
3: it was more like they couldn't use the boat on the water, so they just put everyone in the boat and dragged them down the strip. Time and to tailgate. Traffic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my Maybe. God. Well, and what, they what did, are they upset they, they about? Tied them all together.
1: Yeah. What, what's the solution, though? Just the, the the we need more water in Lake Mead, or yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah.
3: I, I would get to work on it, Greg.
1: Well, no, I'm. Just, but I'm saying they're they're limiting the boat ramps. Uh, what what do the boaters want them
4: to do? Hey. If they well, can't they, get they, the boats they, in. They're they're looking at potentially closing five boat ramp locations on Lake Mead to be closed indefinitely. And that's because of the historic uh, low water levels. So what they've been doing, of course, if you've been monitoring the situation out there, they'll back down the ramps or they're just launching off the shorelines and just taking their, their vehicles and driving down the lake beds to get down to the water to where they can eventually get in and launch their boats, and it makes for an unsafe uh, condition for launching and or recovering. So uh, they're not real clear other than they want their boat ramps left open and they want to be able to drive down to the end of the boat ramps, then down onto the dry lake beds to get out to where the water is so that they can go and enjoy the dwindling resource that is Lake Mead.
1: Well, I don't know. Maybe they can uh, extend the boat ramps for the boaters. Is that a possibility, uh,
3: yeah, let's, too? Let's hundreds of yards. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. What is, we got to find out what they want other than just right. don't shut it down. All right. Well, uh, that'll water have to drag. do it. They want water. Uh, that'll Bo- have to do it for, uh, yeah, uh, this week. But until uh, next time, remember whether it's sail or motor.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Life is better as a boater. Safe
1: boating, everyone.